What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Felicia Jasmine. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of College by Her, the podcast. I hope your week has gotten off to an amazing start. And if it hasn't, I'm glad you're listening so it can get just a little bit better. Please remember that the podcast is not meant to be a substitute for therapy provided by a licensed mental health professional. Let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. Let's go ahead and get things started with this week's mindful moment, which is about attempting to do one thing at a time. So this week, I want you to try to eat one meal without being on your phone, without watching TV, without doing something else at the same time. It's called mindful eating. It might be something that you've heard of before, but essentially it's about really having your body and your mind connect and be on the same page as you're eating. As you might've guessed, a lot of us do not practice mindful eating on a regular basis. We're watching TV, we're listening to a podcast, we're on our phones or doing all these other things while eating. When mindfully eating, you can engage all five of your senses because you're fully focused on what it is that you're eating. It has so many benefits, including better digestion. This week for the mindful moment, I want you to try to eat one meal without doing anything else and let me know how that goes. All right, so this week on the show, I wanna talk about this idea of changing your mind. I think it's so important to kind of speak against this idea that we cannot change our mind when we get new information because we literally can. To me, I feel like that's the whole point of new information, right? So if I think that I want this new car and then learn that it like emits things that are bad for the environment or the car payment's gonna be $1,000, I'm getting this new information and I decide that I'm gonna actually change my mind and look at other cars. Literally, I've been giving this new information and based on that, I make another decision. For a lot of us, this is a very simple scenario, right? It's an easy concept to understand. It's something that we participate in, you know, on a day-to-day basis as we're receiving a boatload of information that we are. So this week, I kind of want to talk about the same idea in relationships and in other areas of our lives when it comes to our interactions with people and our capacity. We can change our minds. I know this sounds, it may even feel radical for a lot of you, and that's okay, but hear me out. In the example that I just mentioned, you know, you wouldn't call me fake or a bad person if I decided to go with a different car after getting that information. You may call me responsible or you might just not call me anything. We should really have this freedom in other areas of our lives as well because our bodies are giving us information all of the time and we're changing all the time. Our brains and our minds are changing all of the time and so as a result we might need to listen more to our bodies and then maybe sometimes respond and change our mind as a result of the information that it's giving us and that is not being fake. That is not being a bad person that is not switching up that is not acting brand new it's literally changing your mind with new information stay with me here because you might be like girl what for me specifically I'm learning more about my capacity and what it is that I can hold and I'm becoming a lot more in tune with that on a day-to-day basis I would say with those changes I'm doing my best to communicate with people around me when I do need to change my mind about something especially the people who is going to impact and then we can keep moving forward and I know that sounds very simple and yet it's still easier said than done. I'll give you an example. You might have a FaceTime schedule with a friend or somebody that you want to talk to but earlier that day you might have been working, you might have been in class, whatever. Let's say you have a headache. Let's say something happened and you're a little bit overwhelmed. We have some choices here, right? So I'll speak for myself. If I were to still have this FaceTime date with my friend, I might be annoyed because my head hurts. I might be trying to rush them off the phone because my head hurts and I probably want to go to bed. The day was a lot. I'm in pain 
or I just might not be able to fully pay attention and give my friend my undivided attention the way I would want to in a conversation because of the day I've had. So I could still have the FaceTime call, right? And have all these things happen. Or I could be honest and just tell the friend like, hey, can we reschedule? I can't talk anymore. Or, you know, today isn't gonna work for me anymore. I changed my mind. Before I could chat and now I can't and that's okay. And I just really want more of us to really understand this concept and get comfortable with changing our minds because you telling that friend you can no longer FaceTime with them, you're not being fake. You're not switching up. You're not now a bad friend. You're literally being honest and communicating your capacity and things changed for you and that's okay. In our society, in our culture, we see the memes and we root about and we talk so much about loyalty and not switching up. And when you say you're gonna do something, do it and all those things. And all of those things are great and they're true. Loyalty is important. Sticking to your word, following through, all of those things are important. This episode is not to say, oh, commitments mean nothing. What I'm saying is when we're faced with a commitment, if something has changed for you, it is okay to communicate that to the people who are involved and to the people who it will impact if you can no longer do the thing that you committed to. And I think that is really so radical because I feel like in our culture, that's like a big no-no, right? Like you said, you're gonna do something, you suck it up against all odds. I don't care what you're going through. If you got a migraine, you can't open your eyes. You better be there because you said so. And if you don't, you fake. I used to be that way. So by no means am I bashing or judging. I just had to get to a place where I realized that's actually ridiculous to say by all means, you 100% have to push through whatever's going on. And of course there are situations where, okay, you can suck this up and go. You told her you was gonna come and support her, let's go. But there are also other times when it's like, no, I don't have it in me. And to just show up halfway, like I said before, if I would have been on FaceTime, I might've been annoyed. I might've been rushing a person off the phone. Do I want a cookie for that? Like, do I want a cookie that I still showed up even though I treated my friend like crap kinda on this phone call? I just don't think that's fair to the other person. I can communicate to this friend, right? That I need us to reschedule. And so this is just an example, but I think that it really speaks to this idea of we are allowed to change our minds once we get new information and our bodies give us new information all the time. It could be a friend that maybe you and this friend have always gossiped, right? And that's something that y'all do. And one day you wake up and decide you no longer want to gossip. You have the capacity to change your mind and it's not being fake. It's not switching up. It's not any of those things. You changed your mind. And so I just really want to keep saying it literally. You can change your mind so that it seeps into your brain and that we all become just more comfortable with this idea because you are a growing and evolving person and it's quite necessary and natural for you to change your mind. And as I mentioned earlier, communication is a big part of this. Don't be going out here telling people that you listen to my podcast and I told you to ghost people because that's not what I'm saying. If you need to change your mind or if something comes up, I feel like communication is still very important for the people that it impacts. I'm not saying, oh, I have plans for with somebody for lunch and I don't feel like going no more. So I ain't going and you ain't gonna hear from me. No, if something comes up and I can no longer go, I'm gonna still communicate to this friend. Hey friend, I can't do lunch anymore, whatever, whatever. So I'm not saying just be out here ghosting people. I'm saying if something comes up and you need to change your mind about something, still communicating because I mean, that's just respect, decency, all the pillars, right? (laughs) To a functional and healthy relationship. So hear me when I say communication is still a big part of it, but I just think that it's so important that we know we have the freedom to change our minds because in just having different conversations with people, this is in both my personal life and also professionally as a therapist, sometimes we really feel like we're in a chokehold, so to speak, to certain decisions that we made. But I know I'm using the smaller examples of a FaceTime call or, you know, gossiping with a friend, but I'm even talking about decisions that you've made about the type of person you 
you are. Maybe you're someone who has always done things this one way and you're scared that if I change my mind and start doing things a completely different way, people are gonna call me fake. People are gonna say I switched up or people are gonna say who she thinks she is or whatever. You can change your mind. You can do things differently. You can decide that now you don't wanna answer the phone after eight o'clock. And so if somebody always calls you at nine and they like, girl, you don't be answering my phone calls. Hey girl, I don't answer the phone after eight no more. So if you wanna talk, you can call me before then. Literally, we can change our minds about our behaviors, about the way that we act, about the way that we show up, about the way that we interact with other people. This isn't something that's said enough because so many of us feel like we have to stay in the same mold. We have to act the way we've always acted. We have to do the things we've always done. We need more flexibility. We're dynamic people. We're not static. We're not the same forever. And so I just really, really, really wanted to share with y'all. We can change our minds. We have the power to change our minds. And we have the responsibility, I feel, to also communicate those changes to the people that they impact. Mind you, keyword here, to the people that they impact. Because those are the people that it matters to the most. If I'm making a change, I don't need to get on Twitter and tell the world. But if I can no longer go to lunch with my friend, I need to communicate to my friend. I don't need to get on Instagram and say, hey, y'all, I'm canceling all my plans for today. I just really wanted to re-emphasize that. If you're changing your mind, be sure to communicate those changes to the person that it's impacting or to the person that, you know, it really does influence in some way. That's really my soapbox for today. We have the power to change our minds. I promise you, as always, I'm preaching to myself the same way I'm talking to y'all. I really hope you change your mind this week about something, about anything. It can be big or small. We got the power to do that, girl. All right, so on this week's segment, one of my favorites called Ask Jazz, where you all send me in a question and ask me, hello, and I answer. We have a great question this week. I had the privilege of being able to talk to a group of high school students, about 100 high school students in Connecticut who are interested in like therapy and other like mental health professions. And one of them asked me a great question and she listens to the podcast, so I definitely wanted to answer it on the show, as well as some other questions that they asked that we'll be getting to in other episodes. This question says, I am thinking of being a therapist, but wonder a lot about how I may hear disturbing things all day, every day doing this work. How do you take care of your mental health as a therapist? Absolutely love this question because it is real. Of course, as a therapist, I do hear a lot of sad, hurtful, disturbing things throughout the day. And so my mental health and wellness is really important to me. So for starters, I, as a therapist, am in therapy. I definitely shared that on the show before. It's something that I'm very open about. That is definitely a way in which I'm consistently taking care of my mental health. I also journal every day. Back in the day, I used to only journal like when I was stressed or felt like I needed that as an outlet. But more recently, I feel like it's been a great preventative measure, just something to do regardless of how I'm feeling, like to just have that habit. So journaling really helps me, my faith. So I pray every day, read different scriptures or Bible plans. So those are also ways in which I take care of myself. And also too, there's a book that another therapist wrote about about people who do this work in ways to take care of yourself. And so I've implemented some of the strategies that she shared in that book. A lot of them have to do with learning healthy ways to disconnect from clients and the things that you hear in session so that when you do leave work and kind of leave that physical office building, you're not taking all of those things home with you. Those are just a few things that come to mind. I definitely, of course, don't have some perfect plan. I'm still figuring this out and learning what makes the most sense for me. And it's funny that you asked this question this week because I feel like this definitely fits 
fits into the topic, changing my mind and capacity and things like that. Because as I'm learning more about what doing this work feels like to me, a lot is changing for me for what I can handle, what I'm able to do during a work week that maybe before I could do a million and one things on top of work. And now I'm learning I can only do two things on top of work. And that's totally fine. It really is about having those things in place, whether it be therapy, whether it be writing, whether it be some type of support group, a sport, exercise, and whatever it is, having those things in place and then being kind and patient with myself as I'm figuring out what this looks like for me. Thank you so much for that question. If you would like to ask Jazz a question, you can send me an email at collegebyher at gmail.com or you can DM us on Twitter or Instagram, both at collegebyher, and we'll be sure to answer your questions on the show. This week, I went on a rant about change and how I think all of us can do a much better job of being open to changing our minds when we're presented with new information. I think this perspective shift for me has taken a load off of my shoulders as I begin to have more honest conversations with friends and people around me. It's really created a space for both of us to be more flexible in our relationship and to just really be open to this idea of change and having things come up. I really love that for us and I hope that you took something away from this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to get in contact with us, you can send us an email at collegebyher at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at collegebyher on both Instagram and Twitter. Please be sure to share this podcast with a friend. They can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. And definitely check us out at collegebyher.com where you can get more information on everything College By Her, as well as buy our mental health guide and any merch that we have. I hope you take good care of yourself this week and please remember that your college experience is what you make it and college by her is here to make sure you're mentally well while doing just that i'll see y'all on next week's episode bye